0: you know, great night for our, for our guys in the, in the program. I, I, uh, um, you know, I've been asking a lot of these guys through all of it, the ups and downs, the injuries and how you name it to, to stay with it. And, and it's not easy to do, you know, every day like they have. And if you're around this group, one thing that's never changed is, you know, who they are and their spirit. They do what we ask them to do. Uh, they try really hard. They've stayed together. Um, I think we've been playing better here down the stretch. Like a lot of these upper echelon teams we've been close against at home, but we haven't found a way to kind of get over the hump. And, and tonight we were able to do that and um, great team effort, you know, all the way around. A lot of guys contribute. I don't know that I could have asked Isaiah Stevens to play much better. I thought not just his offense, but his defense on Jalen house uh, um, um, was great. And um, what a great game. It was awesome. I thought the crowd for being late night here on, on Friday night, I thought that they were into it too. And, Just a
1: great way to end the regular season. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. Big win for CSU on senior night. The atmosphere was great in Moby Arena. I was really impressed with the turnout, especially from the students. It was a 9 p.m. tip. This season obviously has not gone to plan, but the community showed up. They were into it. It wasn't the rowdiest crowd in the world, but they were engaged. They stayed, and they were rewarded by a really solid effort from CSU. 92-84 win on the home floor, potentially the final game for Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay. Later on, I will play some audio of them answering my question on that. We'll also play some more audio from Nico Medved. We led in with him, obviously, but I will play some audio of him talking about both Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay, how hard they've worked over the years, what they mean to him as a coach, as a person. It's incredibly clear how much he cares about them. And it makes a ton of sense, right? These guys have been here for four years. James Mars as well. He will definitely be moving on, despite the fact that he still has actually two years of eligibility remaining if he were to use them. We'll get more into that when we do a season wrap-up after the Mountain West Tournament. But these guys that have been here for four years, along with some of the other guys that left, you know, Deshaun Thomas, Adam Thistlewood, Kendall Moore, they played such a massive role in the turnaround of this program. And it's kind of funny, we've now gone full circle where the fans are disappointed in the results and you even see some crazy stuff where, you know, people are... Wishing for other coaches, which I've already given my opinion on that a hundred times. If, if you don't think that Nico Medved has done a good job at CSU, you're a dipshit. Excuse my language, but it's true. Have there been things that you could criticize? Sure, that's any coaching tenure. That's how it works. But some of the things that a small minority of the fan base have said are just wild and generally lack context. Not saying that people should not be disappointed with how this season has gone. Clearly, you know, everybody thought they were going to be higher than an 8 or a 9 seed. But when you look at the last half decade and everything that the Rams have accomplished under Medved, it's just been a whole lot of consistency, especially within the Mountain West. I mean, if they get one more win in 2021, honestly, if they beat Utah State in the Mountain West tournament, then we're coming off of back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances. And if Oregon State and Georgetown didn't make fluky runs, even with that loss to the Aggies, we're still probably looking at back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances. It's a really hard league. I would say top to bottom, the conference is significantly deeper this year than it was last year. There were some gimme wins at the bottom of the conference last year. There aren't any this year. Definitely been a difficult stretch. Certainly were multiple games in which you felt like the Rams could have, should have won, however you want to phrase it. But they never laid down. There was never a stretch where, you know, they went two, three games where they were clearly disheartened and just did not give the same type of effort. They fought every game, and that's rare. It really is when you have this type of season.
0: I know the cynics
1: will roll their eyes and say, oh, yeah, good job for trying to an extent. I also understand that perspective, but it is human nature when you just take gut punch after gut punch to have a tough stretch. You might respond even. I felt that it's been admirable that this group has continued to fight despite the results. It's obviously been not the results anybody has wanted for the most part. They have played better basketball down the stretch, though, and that's why it was just great to see them get this win on senior night in front of the home fans. It was awesome that there was a great crowd there. It wasn't a San Jose State situation. It was just a really great night all around. Great atmosphere, great experience. It was a really fun game, despite the fact that neither group really had a ton of interest in playing defense consistently but I think most people would probably prefer a shootout over a San Diego State, Fresno State-style, grind-it-out type game anyways. So I'll get into my takeaways here, and then we'll play some more audio. We'll play some audio from Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay talking about their perspective on just where they're at with the fifth year and whether they might use it or not. We'll also play some audio from Medved talking about how much those two have meant to him over the years. And uh, by the way, if you missed the feature that I wrote uh, last night, go check that out as well. Real quick though, the madness is coming and we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to give you a chance to compete in a bracket challenge. Fill out your picks for all 63 teams in the tournament and get points for each pick you get right. Maybe you believe in St. Mary's to make a deep run. Maybe you're more of a chalk guy and you're thinking Rock Chalk Jayhawk or Houston. Whoever you believe in, you do not want to miss out on this awesome opportunity You get to compete against us, and we have cash prizes. First place gets a $300 cash prize plus a $75 DNVR locker gift card. Second place gets a $150 cash prize. Third place wins $50, and the best part, it's free to enter. Run Your Pool is home of competition, bringing sports fans and their friends together to connect and compete. RYP has over 50 game types for every sport you can think of. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with over 2 million players. There's no better place to run your bracket for your friends, your family, or your office. Head over to play.runyourpool.com dnvr and don't forget to get your picks in when the bracket is live. You also can find that link in the podcast show description. I also want to talk to you guys about Shady Rays kick off the new year with new gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all though. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear, Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, or visit them in-store at Park Meadows Mall for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Cool, cool, cool. Let's jump right on into these takeaways, and we'll get to that audio from Isaiah Stevens, John Tanjay, and Nico Medved in a little bit. Said it earlier, but not a lot of defense played either way in this one. The Rams did get some key contests. They had six blocks from six different guys in this one, so that was crucial in an eight-point win. Ultimately, though, I think you have to look at Isaiah Stevens, who was in complete control as a facilitator, finally set the single-game record for program assist. He was joking about it, how you know he had been at 12 four different times in his career and just needed some guys to hit a shot for him. Got some help tonight from his teammates, 13 assists. Isaiah Stevens now the single game record holder for assists. He owns the program record. He owns the combined record for men's and women's. He owns the Mountain West record in games. Maldonado owns it for total assists, but in Mountain West competition, it's Stevens. And as I wrote in my feature, he was just in complete control. He was a maestro conducting the chorus. I mean, it was it was perfection. 17 points, 13 assists, 5 rebounds for him in 39 minutes. That's a Chris Paul performance if I've ever seen one. John Tanje with another monster scoring performance, 24 points, 7-12 to from the floor. He had 15 points in that second half, so really came up clutch when CSU needed him. New Mexico never went away in this one. They kept coming at the Rams. But every little blow that New Mexico seemed to land, CSU would always respond back with a counter, you know. They might have bruised up the Rams a couple of times, probably leaving with a black eye. In the end, though, it was CSU that got the knockdown. I was really impressed with these veterans and how they showed up on this stage. Nico Medved said it best. You could kind of feel like early on in this one, they had an edge to them and kind of were refusing to lose, essentially. And it was very fitting. It was very fitting on senior night that Isaiah Stevens and John Tanja combined for 41 points. Also got 15 out of Jalen Lake. He was 6 of 10 from the floor, 3 of 5 from deep. He hit the dagger, in my opinion, in the second half. Really, really good game from him. I think the Rams are going to need that type of offensive output because you know at this point you can kind of come to expect Tanjay and Stevens to to step up. They did have a rough game against San Jose State. But most games, those guys are going to combine for 30-30. 35-plus potentially, you know, you know, Cartier's going to be in double digits with an efficient outing in the post. Actually got a combined 18 points out of him and James Moores on seven of nine shooting. so really efficient from both of them. But when you also have Jalen on the perimeter hitting these deep threes, and he is such a beautiful jump shot when things are clicking. When he gets a shot in rhythm off the pass, I mean, it looks MPJ-esque. But when you have him able to do that, or Tanjay or Riv, whoever tends to be you know, along the perimeter, when you have that option to dish it outside, it opens up the entire floor for CSU offensively because you already have to respect John or Isaiah off the dribble. Those guys can get in the paint, get to the rim, they can hit from mid-range, and that's not factoring the opportunities you can create both in the pick-and-roll and, and pick-and-pop scenarios with Cartier. Especially some a little bit with Morse, but mostly Cartier. And I mean, good luck dealing with him. That dude is a walking bucket, two thousand career points between Hillsdale College and CSU. Congrats to him. Congrats to Tanjay as well for passing a thousand points side tangent. I know, sorry. But when Lake is out there and the defense has to respect his ability to knock down those threes, it means that guys can't start sagging inside from the wing and you know, doubling the bigs or Isaiah, whoever has the ball around the free throw line. In those pick and roll scenarios, it just opens up a world of possibility, particularly when you have an unselfish point guard like Isaiah Stevens, who's looking to create opportunities for everybody else on the floor. That's what he would rather do. Isaiah not a guy that wants to put up 25 shots and a bunch of them are garbage just because he's trying to get his. Like Nikola Jokic, despite the fact that he often puts up crazy stats, Isaiah Stevens is the least stat patty player that you would ever see. Yes, Isaiah's a competitor. Yes, he likes to score. He's a hooper. But he's not one of those guys where if he has six points in a victory, he's going to be pouting. Like, I'd have to imagine this was a ideal Isaiah Stevens stat line in his book. Maybe you get the 20, but 15 to 20 double-digit assists make an impact in the rebound game. But most importantly, he got every single one of his teammates involved. He got all of them involved in action, got all of them quality looks, and they all benefited. He's an old-school, team-first, true point guard. He's one of the smartest players I've ever seen, and I mean at any level. So if he's driving, and that perimeter defender starts to sag inside and, you know, is trying to help out the guy that's on him, Isaiah's going to hit him on the outside every single time, and Jalen really took advantage in this one. I would love to see more of that in Vegas. I'd love to see more of this offense as a whole in Vegas. The Rams shot 58% from the floor. They hit 32 of 55 field goals. They had 22 assists on 32 made field goals. And there were multiple possessions where they had more than one player pass up a good look for a great look. That was awesome to see. Still had 13 turnovers, which is a few too many. But inherently, there's going to be some turnovers when you pass the ball as much as CSU does. It's kind of like passing offense. If you throw the ball 60 times a game, you're probably going to have a few more interceptions than if you only throw 20 times a game. But if you want to nitpick, you can say that in a tighter game, the turnovers definitely could have impacted the Rams more. 13 turnovers only ended up resulting in 13 points the other way. But really, it just came down to shot making. CSU made more open looks than New Mexico did. And this Rams team, we've talked about it all year. Even at times last year, they can be streaky as hell. But basically, everybody in the rotation stepped up and knocked down a big shot at one point or another in this win, and they needed him. There are times when the three isn't falling, you can kind of abandon it the way that CSU did in Colorado Springs, where it really became about Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay creating for themselves in the mid range and getting to the paint. But there are times, like in that Utah State loss, where you can be really efficient offensively, genuinely play a good game and just not be able to keep up with the outside shooting of the other team. The Lobos aren't Utah State, but they certainly have offensive firepower. Mashburn, especially, 22 points, 4-6 from deep for him. Jalen House, only 11 points. He went off in that first matchup. Outside of those two, though, nobody else hit a 3 for New Mexico. That was really big for CSU defensively. It wasn't great, but they were able to limit the impact of guys like KJ Jenkins, he is the best three-point shooter in the conference. He went 1-6 from the floor in this one. So I guess my long-winded point here is, unlike that game in Albuquerque, the Rams knocked down their threes, and they didn't let UNM kill them from deep. Mashburn certainly got his. He's an incredible talent. Udeze had a monster game, especially in that first half. 25 points, seven boards for him. Moores and Cartier really struggled to contain him. But top to bottom, I was impressed with CSU in this game. I thought the veterans and the stars led and performed in a way you would need. You got a monster performance from Jalen Lake on the perimeter, an efficient outing from Cartier and Moores in the post. They finished plus 10 in rebounding. That was huge. Some of that is a little bit influenced by the fact that CSU made a lot of shots, so the Lobos didn't have a ton of opportunities, but the Rams did get some really key second-chance points, some big offensive rebounds in that second half, some big tip-outs. Davey Jackson actually led CSU in rebounding with seven. I continue to be impressed with his ability to impact and make winning plays, even without scoring. I mean, he had zero points, had five turnovers. He's young. He, he makes some plays offensively that make you scratch your head. You see the effort, though, with the way that he rebounds, the way that he's willing to take a charge, how gritty he is defensively. He's not scared of the moment at all. But it was just a lot of guys stepping up and making plays at the right time They closed both halves extremely well, which is essentially the exact opposite of what happened in San Jose State. I will say that Spartans team is so much better than people give uh, credit for, but coming off of a game in which you got outscored 15-2 to down the stretch, would have been really easy to hang your heads. You already got the win over Wyoming. Maybe you just view that as your last hurrah. Instead, the Rams came out, and they showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of heart. And Even post-game, Isaiah Stevens and John Tanjay were talking about wanting to to keep it going, potentially ruin somebody else's season. I'd certainly love to get to cover a few more games of them in a Rams uniform. Unclear at this point, if they will return for that fifth year. Again, we'll play that audio here in just a second. We'll also play uh, audio from Nico Medved talking about those two and what they mean. But just for me personally, I couldn't help but be happy for those veterans, for this team, and the fact that they were able to get this big win in front of the fans on senior night just felt right. All right, we're going to play that post game audio from Isaiah Stevens answering my question on the possibility of returning for a fifth year. Tanja just kind of smiled and said retweet after. And then we will also play some audio of Nico Medved talking about those guys and just what they've meant to the program over the years. I mean, not ever going to be another Isaiah Stevens, that's for sure. And what else can you say about a guy like John Tanja going from a role player off the bench playing eight minutes a year as freshman year. to one of the best scorers in the league. It's just, it's cool. These guys did it the right way. They've worked their ass off. They've won a ton of big games over the years. And in spite of everything that's gone wrong this season, they've remained dedicated to CSU, to the Rams. And while I certainly selfishly hope that they return and want them to play more basketball for CSU, couldn't blame those guys if they choose to pursue other opportunities. They've given their four years. That's a hell of a lot more commitment than you see from most in the modern era. So I'm going to play that audio real quick. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. and No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus & Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Backus & Shanker has the strength and power to win your case, more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus & Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus & Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus & Shanker wins. Finally, there's no better time to get in on all of the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook than right now. We've got the conference tournaments coming up next week. I can't wait to bet on all of that. Maybe the Rams could make some noise, even as an 8th seed. They certainly have more talent than you would expect from somebody in that stage of the bracket. It is spring training, so it's a great time to get those futures bets in for baseball. The NFL Draft as well. Maybe you believe in somebody like Bijan Robinson going top 10. His ceiling is certainly absurdly high. I'm a big Avs fan. I'm a big Nuggets fan. You can get involved on those SGPs, and you can actually get a no-sweat SGP for the NBA right now up to $10. If your bet doesn't hit, you're going to get a bonus bet back. That's what's amazing about DraftKings Sportsbook. They are always hooking it up and giving you more opportunities to win. Download the app now. Sign up with the code DNVR. New customers bet $5. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, with that code DNVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You guys both have an extra year of eligibility. If you would like to use it, have either of you guys put, you know, any thought into that decision yet and just where your mind's at as far as that fifth year? Uh, I know for me personally, try not to think about it. I know a lot of stuff is moving fast right now, but I'm... All the way in with the Rams until the ball stops bouncing for us. Uh, I'll make that decision for myself uh, whenever the time is right. But I'm trying to go out here and continue to win some games and maybe mess up some people's <laughs> seasons and hopefully prolong ours. So uh, I'm excited to get to Vegas, man. I wanna I wanna go out there and see what we can do. Uh, retweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Prophecy coming true, I and mean, Isaiah setting the school record for assists on senior night feels very fitting. Yeah, I can't keep him straight anymore. How many, you know, assist records or whatever he's gotten? I can't remember. Was this one the Mountain West all-time uh, single? Game. CSU single. Game. Oh, single CSU single game. So he pretty much holds all of them, right? Just about. Yeah, I mean, again, I I, I can't Isaiah. I, I honestly, I don't really know how to put into words. I really don't like what he means to me. Uh, um, personally uh what he means to the program uh the kind of person he is like it's just i uh, will never have another one like that they're all you know we have another great players but not like that he's just has the hit factor all the way around you could just tell early in this game there was no way he was letting us lose this game tonight john hits a thousand you know he was just in here and he said i just wanted to be the, the last guy on the bench of a D v1 team so he hit thousand is pretty cool i mean his his growth over four years is I got to be kind of cool for you. To He's really done it the old fashioned way. And it's funny you say that, you know, we offered him a scholarship. He really didn't have, are there anyone else recruiting him? And we just saw something in him his senior year. Like we really thought he had a chance to be a good player and um, our kind of young man. And I know you're right. When he got here, I think there was a lot of him and he admits that now, gosh, can I play at this level? And what did he get? Eight minutes a game as a freshman. And then he just got better and better, accepted his role. Last year, I'm the dumb coach, he gets 31 in his first start and I put him back on the bench. But he never complained about it, just accepted the role on his team, went back into the starting lineup late, uh, um, and now he's in a different role now. Boy, down the stretch, he's really playing the best basketball of his career. Isn't that kind of the old-fashioned way? You come in as a young player and you keep working, and working, and working, and getting better and better and getting the results that you want. And he's just a great young man and um, has grown off the court tremendously. So um, again, it's kind of the old-fashioned way you do it, and I, I kind of like it.